pull up a bar stool. I tell you what, I know we haven't been consistent lately, but uh, having JR on again, talk business, talk entrepreneurship, talk getting out of your head, all the things that uh, I've gone through over the last really 5, 10, 15 years. I enjoy this. I really, really do. And it's worth the warm, flat beer at a drink to get through it. So hope you enjoy this one. Again, uh, we'll talk about this at the end, but if you like JR's style, I, I strongly, strongly encourage you to set up a one-on-one with them. You can do that. Uh, if you go to johnloomer.com slash consult, and you can set up time with either me, with JR, or with Andrew, uh, depending on what you want to talk about, what your budget is, that kind of thing. So check it out, johnloomer.com slash consult. Otherwise, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Lumer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where whenever we feel like it, we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So uh, it's that I don't even know if it's that time. Of the, you know, I feel like we're so inconsistent right now when we're doing these things. But Jr. got Jr. back on the show, and I want to be very clear. Uh, <laughs> We we're scheduled to meet at 10 a.m. this morning. I get a text from him like, oh, I'm not at home, so I'm going to drive home so we you know, be on my good microphone. So let's move it to 1030. I'm like, all right, all right, 1030. So I, I uh, get my beer ready for 1030, get a text from up, oh, Internet's out. So it is now 342. So it's uh, more than five hours later, I still have the same beer <laughs> I'm working on. Because like, I wasn't even feeling that good either at the time. Like I was coming down with something. Like, it's cold outside. It's like, it's all, it's like 30s today. And uh, like, I was like, I feel like I'm cu- coming down with something. And so it's just been sitting here on my desk all day waiting for John's, JR's internet to come back. And now it's back. So now I can drink this nice, warm Flat beer that is there's a great ad now for these guys, Southern Tier Brewing Company Tangier Session India Pale Ale brewed with tangerine peels. Okay, well <laughs> I will share with you that after rebooting my computer like four times, being on hold with Cox Communication Cox is for almost. An hour. Rebooting all this, blah, blah, blah. I'm finally live. And if this drops, I wouldn't be surprised if internet goes down again. Your computer, so with that being Your computer is as old as you are, man. It really is. And for a second, I thought that it was time to put Bessie out to pasture. But uh, not yet. It's, it's, still, it's still working. So, with all that being said, I am highly frustrated. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? A warm beer like I am? Um, I am drinking something very, very, very cold, mm. which is a fireball cinnamon whiskey uh. right now. Because <laughs> it's that type of moment right now. Uh. Afternoon, I'm frustrated. 
So I actually have to, get ready, I have to get ready to go to JJ's practice. So <laughs> I'll be smelling like stale beer. Cheers to you. <laughs> Cheers. Now, if that uh, too bad doesn't, it's not like Ice House or something because that would really remind me of college. Drinking warm, stale beer. Good stuff. All right. So, well, well first off, I, 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 I got to ask you this because I have never drank warm, stale beer in my life. What? Ever. You just don't, even, so you t- just, you don't even remember college. That's the problem. You just, that's how old you well, are. Well, I never drank in college. So, yeah, there you go. I didn't. So, that do remember it. You're the one that won't remember it because you drank so much in college. Yeah, that might so. be true, too. So tell me this though, how does a warm beer that sat out? I couldn't even drink a Pepsi that sat out for five hours. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's uh it's drinkable. It's it's not fantastic. Uh, I'm sure it's not the way Southern Tier Brewing Company prefers that we drink it, but uh, it'll do. I had probably I'll like tell you this. three sips before, you know, all day. So, All right, but I'll tell you, if it quenched your thirst, it is probably the only beer that you can leave out for five hours that quenches your thirst. So that would be a plug for them. No, I wouldn't say that. I've got a water here, too, that I'm drinking. I'm just trying not to cough while I, while I drink my beer at this point because, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm coming down with something. But so, so how we usually do this, JR, I'm too lazy to put anything together, so you end up running the show. Uh, you got anything, or are we winging it? What are we doing today? Uh, well, here's, here's, we have a theme today, and it's the word quit, because I felt all day like quitting. I mean, we've been trying to get this podcast going all day, and I couldn't, every time I tried something, I felt like, all right, we're just not going to get this done today. So I felt like quitting, and you kept bugging me to keep doing this. So I want to talk to that topic of quitting. Now, before I go there, we had a caller this week, and I will refresh your memory on the story, but we had someone reach out to us this week and said that he wanted to help us out with some Infusionsoft campaign work because he'd just become a certified administrator, certified, I think it's administrator. And after talking to him for a bit... Certified developer or something. Developer. I don't know what it is. Developer, administrator, designer, whatever it is. But end of the day, after talking to him, I asked him why he became a certified developer. A certified whatever. And he said he was frustrated with what he was currently doing, and he was quitting. And I thought, wow. This is funny because my computer, I'm I'm hearing some things right now, so (laughs) I'm wondering if it's going to cut off, but we're still on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I talked to him about why he was quitting, and he gave me a bunch of reasons and explanations, and I thought about all the people that would be listening to our podcast today on those people who think that it's time to quit. I have got to know, what is your philosophy on quitting? Because you annoyed me all day today <laughs> on doing this podcast. I don't think you've ever heard me swear as much in five minutes yeah. as you did before we got on this. Maybe. Uh, so what, what's your question? What's your philosophy on quitting? I mean, uh, uh, in your entrepreneurial life, 
have there been moments of you wanting to quit and what have you told yourself have you quit most of the time have you not how do you know when you quit i guess it really depends on how you define quitting i mean is quitting just like you decide you're not gonna do a pubcast today or is quitting like i'm not gonna do this anymore Good question. So, good restatement. So, I'll I'll give you two choices: choosing to quit a career, and then choosing to quit something that you've been working on. So, those are definitely two different tracks. So, let's go with quitting a career. Well, I have a fading recollection of what that means of uh, quitting a career because um, I, I I did quit the NBA. That one was a very tough decision, but it was planned for like a year. Um, and so that was all about not losing love for it. It was, you know, we can't live here anymore. And, um, but then, you know, of course, the two after that, I was laid off, so I had no choice. Um, and But before that, I'd like to take the NBA. I mean, look, I, I decided from day one pretty much that I did not want to work in insurance. I pretty much quit the day I started, even though I've worked in it for five years. Um, I quit mentally. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. hate, I hated it. Um, but it was just a matter of not feeling like I had options to actually physically quit. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I have the normal perspective on actually quitting a job. But what I will say, though, is what is very normal for me is that after – a couple years of doing the same thing, I get bored. Um, no matter how cool it is, uh, could be a year and a half, maybe year and a half, two years, I get bored. So same thing happened here. Although I feel like I may have pushed through, um, it, where I, I think I have hit that that next gear. Where now we're start. I think you just you need some sort of constant change, um, constant. There's goals, there's things you're trying to achieve, whatever, because doing the same thing every day for, for years and years gets old, no matter how fun it is, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but at least for me. So I, I like that because you have a common story, and we'll just call this guy's name Cam because I didn't get permission to talk about this. So I, don't, I don't want to use his actual name. So we'll just call him Cam, and he doesn't have a concussion. Uh, but we'll we'll call him Cam, and Cam said the same thing. He said that he wished that he could work on something new and cool, and he was bored. So while him being bored, he decided to move from digital marketing services to campaign services or infusion soft services, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. And once I got to the root of of the decision he made and why he made it, I think he realized that he didn't figure out how to make what he was doing cool or refresh it or make it new or make it something exciting. In your story of the insurance company, do you believe that there was anything that you could have done to to make it like cool? Man, I, I really don't think so. Um... I mean, it's been a long time now, it, and it, there is a certain amount of perspective in it. Uh, so, knowing what I know now, I can't imagine ever being able to make that interesting. Now, 
back when I worked there, I already hated it without realizing I could end up doing some of the things I've done since I left there. So um, with that kind of perspective, I mean, I, I may have been able to make it more bearable um, in the meantime. But I, here's the problem, at least for me. This, this is just me. I think working for someone else will always lead to boredom for me because I'm stuck in a box. And, you know, unless you have a really understanding boss who's going to let you change things up all the time and do what you want to do and give you some freedom, um, I mean, that's, I think that's a huge benefit. You know, it, it, it goes both ways to a point, and I've talked about it before, but being an entrepreneur, being able to control change, I mean, on one hand, it's a huge responsibility because you can have no structure at all and completely lose it. And I've kind of been on the verge of that a few times. But at the same same time, you've if you're bored in what you're doing, you can change. You you can change. And you can say, okay, I wanna, you know, like what I what whether it's changing the your services or changing the subject matter you're working on or or whatever, you always have the freedom to do that. Whereas it's much, much harder when you're within someone else's box. All right, so I, I like that too because it, the story still is the same with Cam. Is I think that that's what he was trying to do is make a change. Oh boy, that lose you. Did you just? Did we just drop? Um, I got you back. Oh, I had you back. Are you are you still there? Or no. You there? Yeah, we we just dropped that. See. Okay, so you were in the middle of talking about because I, I t- kind of told you my story about being stuck in the box and all that kind of stuff and having my dick in the box, and then you said something about you started talking about Cam. Okay. All right. So I'll start again. So the, with Cam and the conversation with him, what is similar is that he's making a change and making that change while being an entrepreneur for himself, he's not fully an entrepreneur by himself because he has a partner. Mm-hmm. So my question for you, you 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 leave corporate America, you go on your own, did it cross your mind to have a partner? Because a partner almost has a, a, a feeling of similar handcuffs as corporations do. Yeah, I mean... This kind of comes down to so much ignorance on my part that I had no idea how to do any of this stuff. It included having a partner and what that meant and if it meant contracts and if it meant how it meant splitting things and everything. I know I still would have no clue how to have a partner. And um so, you know, th- there was a time actually where and you may re- remember this, this is a long time ago where I was working on that little project called Passcast that was all about retelling um, sporting events and sports seasons in real time as they would have happened on this day 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. Um, usually via Twitter, but also a blog. I technically had a partner for that. Yeah, I mean, it was my invention, but I had someone who was, I really, was really my partner. We didn't make a damn penny. On that, so it really never, you know, came 
came about as being something to discuss, but that's as close as I've ever gotten to having a partner. Um, you know, true, like, uh, you know, someone where you're sharing liabilities and, and revenue equally and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so really if I, if I, if look, if I were, if I had gone to school for business and I understood the benefits of having a partner, going on your own, of if I understood how exactly all the steps you had to take for each, for each thing, it may have very well happened. Mm-hmm. Um, a, as we know, this me starting a business just kind of happened as it was. I didn't choose to start a business. It's just that every day I took another step that kind of resulted in that, um, having no clue what that meant either. So, yeah, and that's that's the way it went so, for me at least. So, so sticking back to the theme of quitting, do you believe that since you didn't have the business background and a lot of the training that happens in business school that you were so naive that you really didn't know when to quit anyway because you traditionally wouldn't have been taught to quit? I wouldn't say that because I definitely quit all of my other harebrained ideas like past casts, um, although that kind of happened after um, I started this whole thing that I quit it. Um, I think that there's a breaking point eventually where you decide, am I making enough money? Is this worth my time? Am I too stressed out? You know, all those things. So I'm, I'm actually amazed I didn't quit when it comes down to it, because I, I did have responsibilities. I did have to make enough money to feed my family and, you know, make sure, make sure my wife didn't have to go, go work somewhere, um, bringing in, bringing a paycheck. Uh, and I wasn't successful at it for a long time. So there is bound to be a breaking point eventually where it wouldn't even have been truly up to me. It would have been a family decision. Like, look, (laughs) enough of this. Got to get a job. And luckily we never got to that point. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very privileged that, you know, we had some things in place where I was I was able to just have no clue what I was doing for quite a while and feel it out um, before it actually started to work. All right, so I <clears throat> I have to definitely uh, bring up the advantages that you had because I think that when people and we'll still stay in our our Cam example, Cam. When I talk to him, he wants to have more free time with his family. He wants to continue to be a solopreneur and entrepreneur, but while doing that, wants more free time with his family. What is your advice to those people who have that belief, that desire, in the early stages of their business? Because right now, I would say that you have more free time than you've ever had in the last five years with your family. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. I mean, I'd say I dedicate less time to my work than I did five years ago. Free time is definitely, 
you know, how do you define that? Because I feel like I'm very rarely free. Well, time with family. <laughs> there's a, with there's family. a lot of time with family. Yes. Right. Right. So, and I say that, so what was your mindset in year one, year two, year three about time with family while trying to build the business? Hmm. I would say that it wasn't as high a priority at first only because it's like I, I felt like I was neglecting my family if I wasn't working and trying to f figure this all out in the beginning because I saw danger coming. Um, I knew money wasn't coming in. So what am I doing to fix that? Um, so now I'll say, I think during that time, I, I still had you know, a huge advantage over most people and I, I still had lots of family time. So, but that said, I'd, I'd also spend a lot of nights up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., sometimes later than that, um, working. And um, so it's, it's, you know, it's a tough balance. It's a tough balance. Um, whereas, you know, these days I try to cut those types of nights out and, you know, mainly work just uh, between that 9 to 5 range for the most part, Monday through Friday. Well, I must be a bad interviewer because I didn't get the answer that I wanted you to to say. So I'm going to tell you what I believe your advantages were and are because I got to sit, sit front stage for all of this. And I would say there's four advantages that I witnessed. And this is this is directly for Cam. Okay. Because so, so I, I think I was like thinking ahead while you were asking the question because I didn't even – hear the part that you want me to talk about what my advantages were there. I thought it was more about right. my advice to them. So Yeah, no. I mean my, my, my advantages, first of all, I think I I had understanding uh part understanding partner. So my wife was very understanding mm -hmm. that uh I didn't need to immediately go get a job. I mean she wanted me to get a job, don't get me wrong, in the early going. But she was supportive and understanding um and stressed out as much as I was, but wasn't like you know, freaking out on me. And, um, so, so that helped. I think it also helped that we had, that we were smart about money early and that we didn't have a bunch of debt. So like we're, we're, we were never the kind of people who spend beyond our means. So we actually, um, it's like, we, I think we had probably our credit cards paid off at that point when it all happened. So, you know, we had our mortgage had to pay for cars, whatever. But um, we had $10,000 in the bank. And while that might not seem like a lot, um, that lasted. <laughs> I mean, eventually we, we burned through that and we started piling on some debt. But that was a huge advantage um, because we didn't start in the red and then just make it uglier and uglier by the day. Um, and I think another advantage would be that, you know, while I kind of laugh at this approach now, and I think that may not have been the best best way to go about it, I did it on basically nothing um, in the early going. I spent close to nothing. So, like, I wrote a wrote a blog post once about how I spent like twenty five hundred dollars in the first year to run my business, and um, that is kind of silly to me now. I feel like I may have um, hurt my business in a way, 
But at the same time, it was somebody you know, wanting to mitigate risk and, you know, worrying about spending money they don't have. Um, you know, that's, there's some advantage to that too. All right, so you got two of the four answers mm. that I had in mind. I didn't realize it was a right so, or wrong. It's like, man, I got <laughs> No, it wasn't right or wrong. I just, it was just, I, I like that you noticed that you have a supportive wife because I love Lisa and you love her too. Um, the second thing, I like that you recognize that you have a frugal lifestyle. And that is definitely part of you and Lisa working great together because you had, at the time, all the three boys, you had three kids, right, at that time when we started this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's three, there's three kids under the age. What was the range of age? Because I don't remember the ages. So let's move back four or five years ago. Well, five years. So, so five years ago would be three to ten. Three to ten. So you have three boys from three to ten. And I don't have kids. I thought kids were expensive. So you're trying to start a company to start a lifestyle, start a way of life, being an entrepreneur with three kids between three and ten. I'm you also sound crazy. Also very lucky um, that we did spent differently on them back then. And also probably lucky that they were three to ten. Um, and not what they are now, eight to 15, because absolutely like sports, for example. Um, I remember distinctly probably right around five years ago where I wanted Ryan to play fall baseball and, but it was going to cost like $150 for him to do it and couldn't do it. And I was trying to get like a, um, what do you call it? A donation, but whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to allow him to play. Um, so that, you know, back then $150 to spend, play a season of baseball seemed like a big deal. Now we've got three boys where each one of them, I mean, I don't even want to tell you how much we had to spend. Right. I don't, it's, I don't want to hear it. Either. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, so part of it, it's good that our lifestyle at that time wasn't, we weren't expecting to be spending that much money and truth be told part of the reason we do all this travel baseball stuff now is because i do what i do and i'm able to do pretty well because i don't think we'd be doing it on my old my old uh salary either all right so i like that we still have two other answers that i would say were advantages for you the you, you said this kind of, so I'll give you a half point for this. Your work ethic. I would tell you, I have never seen somebody work as hard on, on mastering Facebook. That's what I'll say, because there's other areas of your life that I'm like, come on, you can work harder than that. But your work ethic to be knowledgeable in this space is, it's A+. Plus. It, it is... It's absolutely Michael Jordan. Um, and the fourth thing that comes to mind that was an advantage for you, and again, I'm bringing this up for Cam because I want Cam to listen to this and hear what his advantages, think about what his advantages are and think about, you know, the design of what he's trying to do because he's, in essence, John, he's trying to mimic what you've done, which is created more free time for your family while also 
creating a business for yourself. And I don't just mean for yourself literally, but a business to where you don't have to work for the man. So so the, the last one that comes to mind, and I really think this is one of the the bigger characteristics that I think you miss on occasion, is humility. And what I mean by humility is the fact that you know, you embrace what you don't know, and you ask for help. And the only, I mean, the reason why we got engaged was not because you asked for help. It was because Lisa asked for the help first. I, I want to clarify something for anyone who's listening for the first time. Because first, if, if you just met, met us, oh. you said two things. <laughs> you said two things. First of all, you talked about how you love Lisa too, who's my wife. And you said oh. when we got engaged. So let's just be very clear. Not that it matters, but that JR is is our cousin. Uh, not when I say our cousin, he's Lisa's cousin technically. I didn't marry my cousin. So uh, and that JR and I never got engaged. It was, you know, engaged in work. You have to remember sometimes people are listening for the first time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, the fireball is the fireball is hitting, and now I have to take another shot uh, yeah. because I'm tearing up because I'm laughing so hard on mute. Yeah, it's like I a, didn't that. it kind of goes back to the old uh, uh, Seinfeld episode. Not that there's anything wrong with that because there's not. It's just it's like I'm gonna we're gonna start getting some emails from people like, oh, I really you know appreciate what you what you're coming on about this and and you're. <laughs> Your lifestyle of having, you know, two husbands and a wife and you're all, you're all cousins. And anyway. Okay. So wait, I'm going to do another quick shot on that because I'm tearing up and laughing. All right. Warm beer it is. Cheers. Warm beer. Cheers. I interrupted you and I really have no idea where we're going. All right. All right. So, so, all right. So, we got engaged. We got engaged. All right. So, then, yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. So, yes, you married into our family. And Lisa was the one who reached out to me and said, Hey, my crazy husband wants to go on his own and start a business, talk him out of it. I don't know if she really said that. I don't think she said I don't think she said that, but I, I like saying that. But but she said, you know, I want you to talk to him. And so we started talking every week for the last four or five years. And by going back to that last point of an advantage, the advantage is, is that you're humble. And you have a, a that characteristic that you ask for help. And to this day, I think as time has gone on, you've asked for more help through the years. Like, yes, you said you spent less than whatever, 3000 2000 in your first year of running a business, but that meant you had to do everything yourself. And through the years, you've, you know, we've hired people on to help with some of the things that, that you thought we needed the help on. So, you know, to Cam, I think a part of this is humility on understanding what you know and what you don't know and what makes the most sense for the things you don't know. Do you go to experts and you know hire them on or do you go to learn it? Mm-hmm. And I will bring up an example right now. <laughs> Memberium. Oh, man. So 
Yeah, he said it. He said it. So, so for for those that are wondering what that is, it is a membership software platform that we are migrating to, and we're migrating from an old plat, another software to this one. John knows nothing about it. I know nothing about it. It has been recommended to us, and we're in a situation where does John spend all of his time trying to learn Imperium? Or does he continue to master the craft of Facebook ads and marketing? It is not in our best interest for John to be doing that. But sometimes you have to, if you're in the early stages of the company, if you're later, you kind of don't have to do that. So with all that being said, John, how do you feel about humility when it's situations like this? What are you going to do with Membarium? <laughs> Uh, man, it's tough because I, you know, I, I've been sending emails the last couple of days too, just trying to get comfortable. I mean, I'm very clear with the team. I'm not comfortable that the, that this is where it needs to be. I've set up a lot of it so far, which makes me nervous. Um, cause I don't really know what I'm doing, but, um, it, yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to get to the point where, I recognize I don't know how, how how to do something. I find the right people to do it with minimal assistance from me. The problem, and it, I don't think it's just because I'm I'm like power hungry, whatever. I have to be in charge of everything. I have to have my fingerprints and everything. I don't think that's it. I really don't. I think that there's so much that I've done personally that people don't know or understand if they're going to take it over that I, I like, I have to get them up to speed on all this stuff in order for them to do it. And sometimes it's like, I'll just do it myself. And so that's, that's certainly something I need to work out and figure out. Yeah. Now, is this something that's cool and new to you? Cause remember we were talking earlier about yeah. how to, it is okay. Cool. Well, it, it is because um, it's fixing some problems we had. At least I hope it's fixing problems. Um, in the process of setting up Mibirium, we're creating a whole new membership level. We're finalizing some of the stuff we're, we've been doing for the last few months with training programs and having an actual official home for all those replays and stuff, as opposed to being just, you know, here's a link to watch the video kind of thing like we were doing before. Um, so I'm, I'm, it, there is some excitement there for me that I want to get it done because I, I feel like it, it makes us better, makes this business better. Um, but, um, yeah, I, just like everything else, it'll be interesting to see what happens a few months after that's all solidified and everything's cool and good and I can get bored again. Yeah, I get that. All right. So let's, let's wind this down. I want to go back to your advice for camp. Because I know that you were starting to kind of do it. I cut you off. What is your advice to Cam and those that are out there that are like him and this desire to create a life to where there's more free time for family, but also stay within that entrepreneurial spirit of working for himself or herself, but reaching that point of boredom and kind of wanting to quit what, what, or change, quit or change? What, what's, what's your advice? Um, just in general, like, with, you know, during, during that 
year when you're starting starting a business, or you're just you're deciding deciding to start that business and quit your job, or where where you get where you going with this? Good, good question. What, you've already done it for years, and you're thinking like, okay, maybe this isn't what I should be doing anymore. You talking about being an entrepreneur? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately you have to make that decision, but um, I mean, why are you doing what you do? And uh, so, because because I think that that's the first question is you know why? Because a lot of people, it may be for money, it may be for fame, it, whatever. And it sounds crazy, but I think a lot of people that's their motivation, or at least initially when they get into it. And is that something that can sustain you now, especially if you're not reaching those goals that you had for being rich and famous with what you're doing? Um. But uh, so first is have pure, uh, pure motivation for what what you're doing. I'm not saying you can't do it for for the love of money and fame or whatever, but I I'm just not convinced that you know, most people that will carry you over, especially if you're not successful reaching those levels. But um, I think something else would be, um, you know, just making sure that um, you don't take shortcuts that, you know, kind of look back at what you've done so far in your body of work. And are you just doing what everybody told you to do and how to do it? Are are you um, applying your core values to to the way you're doing it? Have have you researched it thoroughly? Or are you just buying templates and <clears throat> everyone's how to step by step follow, follow these steps to become a millionaire or whatever? Um, <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, in the early going, I read all the same garbage that I feel like everybody else did. And um, I was probably following some advice that I shouldn't have. So you, you kind of go through that, but you that, that's how you learn as well. So I think the main thing for me is that what I realize now in hindsight is that knowing nothing, I knew more than I thought. And looking at other people thinking they knew everything they knew less than i thought so kind of go through it um to understand you're always trying to learn more learn from your experiences fail and you know um you don't find success without you know failing and trying different things and experimenting and that's my uh on a tangent recommendation i, I like that so i'll sum it up though because i think you're spot on it is about motivation and what drives you and what you're passionate about. It is about doing something that's in alignment with your core values on who you are. Uh, it is about trusting yourself, you know, having faith in yourself when you think that you don't know more than the world, but you kind of do. And then I love the idea of, of not taking shortcuts because that's what the marketing buzz is always about, it's all about making that. a million dollars. <laughs> it's all about shortcuts. Let's make a million dollars in a day, you know, or you know, all those stupid promises. Um, so I, I like that you said that. And then I think the last one is try. And you know, those to me are the five things that would definitely help someone get clear-headed on on what direction they're going. I think the final one that, that for you, and I, I want to figure out how important it is, 
how important is it to talk to someone during uh, this process? No, I, I think that's part of what got me through. So talking to you, but, and I feel bad. I, I feel like I, ne- I neglect to thank people who were there for me in that first year or to stay in touch with all those people because there were a lot of people I talked to who helped me one way or the other. Um, and so whether it's just getting you out of your own head, um, it's getting ideas from people, it's getting feedback about what's working and what's not, because look, a lot of times people don't tell you the truth about what you're doing and it it can be improved. (laughs) Um, so trying to do it completely on an Island without any help feedback, uh, community around you. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Well, you just segued really well into something that we talked about a few months ago, which was, you know, helping putting some time and some resources into the space for a bunch of people who are in this mindset, who need ideas, who need feedback, who need to hear the truth and need to get out of their head. And I have volunteered time uh, for this type of conversation between 30 and 45 minutes of one-on-ones for this. And, you know, you and I talked about this a while ago, John, that we think it's a good idea to help people out there that are, that need to get out of their head. So going forward uh, for the remainder of the year, we are offering time with me to get out of their head, hear the truth, seek feedback, and get some fresh ideas. And people can find that on the website on johnloomer.com in the one-on-ones. Is that where it is, John? Just go to johnloomer.com slash consult. Consult. Okay. So I just felt like that was quite timely because I think there's a lot of people that don't know how to create community or to start talking. about these things to right. get it out of their head so they can get moving. Yeah, so yeah, with, within the last month or so, um, we updated the one-on-ones because in the past, it's all about you know setting up time with me, but you know realizing that I'm only I've only set aside three hours a week uh, for one-on-ones, but there are people who may want to help in business, and I mean Jr. If, if it weren't for Jr., this business business wouldn't be here. So I, you can if you if you like. Uh, if you go back and um, all these replays from these pubcasts, we've had lots of them. Whereas as we talk through this stuff, and you kind of get a sense of you know what we talk about. But if that kind of thing appeals to you, and you're looking to start your business, or you're looking to um, improve at what you're doing, um, you know that's a, a good one to set up. Set up some time with Jr. But also anyone who's looking to improve in Facebook ads, but you don't have the budget for me, you can spend a little bit less. Uh, for Andrew, Andrew also doesn't mind working with the beginner, um, too. I'm a little bit more of a snob uh, with beginner stuff, <laughs> but uh, so so anyway, you have all three of those options as well. So either spend time with me, Jr. or Andrew, and so that's all on that that page. If you go to johnlimmer.com/consult. Now I've never done this before, but I am doing it now. I'm going to tell you the topic that we're going to talk about next time. Uh-oh. So 
I'm disrupting our pattern of you being clueless about what we talk about. Oh, man. And it's still in the spirit of Cam. So Cam wants to be a thought leader in his space. Now, remember we said that Cam's moving from digital marketing to Infusionsoft. So he had some traction as being a thought leader there, but now he wants to start all over. So I want to talk to the topic on how you became a thought leader and what that even means. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. I love it. So that's that's what we're going to talk about next time for those It's like, it's like saying, interested. let's talk about how you became a guru, like how you became an expert. And you that's <laughs> I hate those kind of labels. They're so dumb. So yeah, I love it. Let's and have fun the, talking about it. Again. We'll have fun talking about that next time. All right, get the tab. All right, but you, know, you want me to get the tab for this warm beer that's all your fault that's warm? Let <laughs> me finish this crazy thing. Hold on. All right. Um, I'm not touching that tab. That's all yours. But uh, thanks again for being on. Uh, and everybody else, just a reminder, go to johnlumber.com slash consult. You can set up some time with JR and uh, talk, talk through a lot of the same things that he and I talk about or something completely different if you want. Otherwise, I think we're good to go. Until next time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, anyway, maybe we, is there anywhere people should find you? Are you still even managing your site and Twitter and all that kind of stuff? So I'm proud to say that I just moved my hosting over on for BackupSeal.com. <laughs> backup, so, it sounds like backup, backup Seal. BackupCEO.com. Yes. And that's where you can find me online as well as on Twitter at BackupCEO. But first, go to DonLumber.com and All right. Thanks, JR. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, do awesome things.